a little bit about trading floors. Um, you know, I had never heard that term up until maybe the last year or more, couple years. Man, time flies. It seems like we got to have rich time, don't we? <laughs> but it's probably been since about 2013 when I started hearing about trading floors. And, um, you know, I was thinking, well, that's probably just a, just a term somebody's come up with and da-da-da. But, um, but the Lord started showing me things about trading floors. And one of the things that he showed me was in Ezekiel. So I'm just going to start. I, and I give anybody up in the sound booth permission not to try to find these verses because I'm telling you, I just went on Bible Hub, and so I might have part of one translation and part of another. So you're not going to, if he puts it up there, you're going to get lost. Um, so Ezekiel 28, 16 through 18 says this. By the abundance of your trading, you were internally filled with violence and you sinned. Therefore, I have cast you as profane from the mountain of God. And I have destroyed you, O covering cherub. Now, we know who that's talking about, right? It's talking about the enemy who was, um, a, he was a, an angel in heaven. He was one of the covering cherubs over the ark. He had stones that were brilliant, and they manifested the glory of God. And what happened was he decided that he was going to stop trading with our creator. And he was going to trade on his own beauty, his own... Uh, what, what does it say in the, in the word that, that's here in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the things, those are the three things that he decided, I'm trading there, and I'm going to try to get people to worship me for my beauty and who I am, and I am not going to go. I'm not going to believe that my beauty comes from him. Okay? So the Lord had him tossed from heaven. And, and I, I love the way it says, he, he calls heaven the mountain of the Lord. Have you noticed in the scripture, it talks about the mountain of the Lord a good bit. You know, Jesus would go into the mountain of the Lord to pray. Remember, he'd go into the mountain and pray. You know, I always used to just be so Gentile mind thinking that I just saw this mountain. And he would like leave his disciples and he'd climb this mountain and start praying. But he literally would go into heaven and he would pray. He would sit with God. He would talk to him. He would talk to the Father. And, uh, you know, so, um, so it talks about the enemy trading. And, and his multitude of tradings caused him to be filled with evil. And so God had to cast him out. And it said he exposed him. But this is, this is the amazing part because Ezekiel saw, he saw from the beginning all the way to the end. Because, you know, the enemy was cast out before we came here. He was already here when we came. 
But then this is what he sees. He says, by the multitude of your iniquities and the unrighteousness of your trading, you profaned your sanctuaries. So I brought fire out from your midst. It consumed you and I turned you to ashes on the earth in the sight of all who saw you. So he saw the end and the beginning. He saw his he saw the enemy's destruction. He was he was cast out here, and then we're going to see him burn up. And he burns up because of his own trading. Some some of the translations say that the, I brought the fire from within you up. And um, you know, but when he was cast here, he set up these trading floors. Because we're all trading. I mean, you know, we've started trading from the time we were little. We would trade. We would trade with each other. I remember trading marbles with some of my friends to get better marbles, ones I like better. We're, we're always trading. When I came to Jesus, I traded my sin for his righteousness, right? I mean, we're trading all the time. Our whole entire life is about trading, And so what God is trying to bring to us, what he's trying to reveal to us is that when we trade in this realm, that we're trading at the wrong floors. You see, there are are trading floors that the enemy has set up. And do you know what one of those trading floors is in the church that, I bought into it. I don't know about you, but I really bought into it because I was told from the time I got saved, the way I got saved was somebody came to me and they said, will you go to heaven when you die? And I said, ooh, I don't, I don't think so. And they said, well, you can if you receive Jesus. So from then on, I started believing that I had to die before I could go to heaven. And do you know the enemy wants us to believe that? He wants us to believe that death is the Savior that gets us out of this mess that we're in and into the presence of God. And somehow or another, we just have to muddle through and hopefully we'll just connect. God is gracious. Every once in a while, he'll toss us a little bone down here where we're at until we can die so that we can actually be in his presence. I bought that. I don't know about you guys, but I really bought that. Until God said, you know... If death is your savior, then why did Jesus come? Because I I found this amazing verse in John 10 where Jesus says, I am the gate. Some translations say, I am the door. And he said, whoever enters through me will be saved And then he says this. Now, this is what my mind had just kind of blocked out. You know, I was like, yeah, well, I'm saved. So, you know, when I die, I'll go through the door and I'll be with him. All right. Right after that, he says, they will come in and go out and find pasture. I love that uh, Randall 
saw, was it here that you saw or was it in prayer where you saw this amazing field? It was like over in the prayer. He saw this amazing pasture and the Lord immediately brought that verse to me. And he said, do you know that any time you want, you can go through the veil that was rent? Any time you want. He said, in fact, that's why it was torn. To give us access back to where we came from to begin with. We, we didn't originate from here. We have existed... Before this whole thing came to be, we were already in his heart. Because doesn't the word say, I was crucified with Christ? But yet it also says that he was crucified before the foundations of the world. So, see, a lot of people, they, it's like, all right, I, I don't understand that, so I'm just going to push that aside. But I want you to lay down a little bit of that Greek thinking that we're so linear we have to understand everything before we'll receive it. You know, one of the things I love about um, the Jewish culture is that they're so about um, function. They're not about form like we are. We've got to have every I dotted We've got to have total understanding. I have said before in my own heart, and I've said it out loud, well, you know, I don't understand that, so until I understand that, I'm not going to do it. But you, I, I'm, think about Moses. Moses had just come down the mountain, with, and, 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 and he, had, he had met with God, he had been with God, all these people are sinning. All this stuff is happening. People are dying. This is probably a little later because so many times God had to just start wiping them out because of what they were doing. You know what I mean? So Mo God tells Moses, he says, you know, if you want to stop the death, he said, make this bronze serpent and put it up. Now, ha if I had come down from the mountain recently and, and, and God with his own hand had written, make no graven images, and he had just seen the earth open up and swallow people who had made a graven image, I think I would have been questioning God. Wait a minute, God. <laughs> Didn't you say that we're not supposed to make grave, but you're telling me that I'm supposed to do this? And, and, you know, Moses didn't tell God, you know, God, I'm not going to do that until I understand. I'm not going to do what you've asked me to do until I have full understanding of why you're doing it. And do you know Moses, un unless, which I believe he did, I believe Moses had access to God because he was God's friend. So I believe he could go in and out. I believe he chose to do that. And so I believe God did explain to him before he died. But do you know it didn't come into our, the explanation for us until Jesus came and was raised up. And he said, just like that serpent was raised up, I'll be raised up. So you think about how many generations passed before there was understanding. There were a lot of people that read that and were like, what in the world is God doing? What did he do there? 
You know, so we, we have got to come into a place where we go, you know what, God? I'm going to follow you. I'm going to stop trading into fear. And I'm just going to do what you ask me to do, even if I don't understand what it is. Because the thing that the enemy will do in the trading floors here is he will get you to thinking, well, you know what? This is not going to work. So you always need to go, you always need to have a plan B. Um, You know, so what he'll do is he'll say, you know, um, one of the things you can do, uh, because, you know, God will eventually meet your needs, but he probably, it's probably going to take him a while because you know God, it takes him a while to do things. (laughs) You know, he tells us that, you know, God, your time and his time are not the same. You really want that. Just pull a credit card out. It's okay. It's all right to do that. You can do that. Because, you know, God will send you the money to pay that off. He'll send you the money later. But see, we've just traded in one of the trading floors in this realm. Because what we're saying is, you know what, God? I think that I better know the timing than you do. I really feel like, God, that you're late and I am in need, so I'm going to have to depend on my own means to meet this, and then I'll give you an opportunity to catch up later. So we've got to be very, very careful how we're trading. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get into the, the trading floors because I just want to make, how many of you believe that you can go in heaven right now? Okay, so there's a good many of you that already believe that. That's awesome. I'm just thinking just for a minute. You know, in Isaiah, it says, you know, Isaiah saw the future too. And he says, many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us about his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Now, he's not saying, let's go into a mountain and God will send a preacher or a teacher or somebody. He's saying, listen. We can go in, we can hear God, we can talk to God, we can get information from God, we can get instruction from God, and then when we come back into this realm, guess what? We have some of heaven that we can release into this realm. Because doesn't the scripture say, on earth as it is, in heaven. Well, how in the world can we bring heaven here if we don't know what heaven looks like? There's no way. So there ha- so we've got to be able to get out I'm, I I love Rifle's teaching about the mind and and about how these pathways are formed in our mind and I'm continually saying 
break it up with your truth, Daddy. Break it up with your truth. I don't want not one thought that's contrary to the definition of who I am and the definition of who you are. But I have a lot of those thoughts in my mind, and they want to argue with me continually. Right? I mean, I'll say, you know what, I'm going to go, because I don't know about you, but I'm finding out there are a lot of portals into heavenly places that God has provided for us. We went through one last week at church when we had communion. That was an amazing time. It was about, it was about not being religious about this thing, but it was about seeing the blood, seeing the body, seeing what was done for us. And, it was a tr- and we actually made a trade, didn't we? We, t- we said, we receive your blood, we receive your body, and we give you our mortal bodies. I love that. You know, God, he so blew my mind one day um, when I was reading in the scriptures because he said, you know, there are two types of Christians that um, he said, he was just sharing with me about these two types. I'm sure there's more, but um, he said the first one, he said they believe. He said, and because they believe, they'll be saved, and that's awesome. He said, but I liken it to you going to school and learning about something. Let's take Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. I'm sure some of you have. I would love to go. I know it's beautiful. I've seen pictures I learned about it in school. I can, man, I can probably just tell you this and that about it, all these facts about how beautiful it is, what you can do there, the resources there. Um, Oh, it's just amazing. I know about it. I believe in it, but I've never stepped foot there. And you know, I get all excited about when somebody else tells me about their experience there. But I'm satisfied with just what I know about it. And God said, you know, there's a lot of people in my church that are that way. He said, they're happy just sitting on a pew or sitting in a chair. They don't want anything required of them. They would like to just wait till they die to really see me. And he said, you know, that's okay. It's your choice. You can do that. He said, you'll still be saved. He said, but you will not fulfill the things that are written on your scroll. He's, and then there's that group that says, you know what? Man, I'm not happy just knowing about him. Listen, God, if David had your Holy Spirit before the Holy Spirit was given then apparently he could jump through time. Think about it. David says, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. The Holy Spirit wasn't even given until Acts. How in the world did David have Holy Spirit? Because Jesus said, listen, you better be glad I'm going because I'm sending Holy Spirit to be with you. Well, how in the world did David get him? He, David, 
took a little trip in time, and he said, you know what? If it's good for them, it's good for me. I want it. And you know what? That's me. I want to be that way. I'm like, you know what, God? If David did it, I want to do it. Man, what Ezekiel saw, I want to see. What John saw on Patmos, I'm going to be there, Daddy. I want it. I just so want it. I'm not going to be happy until I have it. I'm wanting it. I'm not going to, I'm not just open to it. I'm running after it. Because if we don't run after it, man, I'm telling you, remember we're in a race. We're in this amazing race. And he's not running from us. He's running to us. But he said, there's got to be a little more than believing. And you know, the second group of people, they live in him and believe. In him, I live, I move, and I have my being. Do you know people that just believe in him? They can kind of take breaks from him when they need him. You know, ah, this is just getting a little hard. I'm going to take a break. Just going to take a little bit of break from Christianity for just a little bit. Go do my own thing for a minute. But you know, if you live in him, you move in him, you have your being in him, you die without him. <laughs> you can't function without him. I, I, I tell you, this is this is the verse that just blew me away because I realized how much my mind had blocked this part of it out. Because this is Jesus talking to Martha. You remember when Lazarus had died and Martha comes and she's going, oh, if you would have just been here, you could have healed him. He wouldn't have died. And Jesus says, Martha, I'm the resurrection and the life. I'll raise him up. Oh, I know. At the last time when everybody else is dead and all this stuff happens, and yeah, he'll be raised up. He goes, Martha. He goes, If you believe in me, you will live. He said, even if you die, I'll raise you up. Now, that's if you believe in me. Now, listen to this next part. This is what gets to me. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. You know, I just never have seen that. You want to live forever? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and will quicken your mortal bodies. He will quicken your mortal body. What does that mean? We're very religious when we read the word. You know? It it goes through all these filters of what we've learned what we've heard, what we believe is, is, is that we're capable of, you know? And one of the trading floors of the enemy is all the supernatural belongs to me. That's one of his trading floors. Anything the least bit supernatural is new age. It's occult. Stay away from it if you're the church. 
That's one of those trading floors. And you know, we've bought into that. We really have bought into that. I'm telling you, you don't know how many people that I will talk to about, you know, God wants us to come into heaven. And they're like, oh, you better be careful. Be careful about that. That's, that can get real new agey. And I'm like, you know what? They're the ones that took it from us. We just gave it to them. Um, do you know God says, if you don't govern in the heavenlies, then the enemy is going to govern in the natural realm. So whatever you don't govern, he's taken. He doesn't even have to fight you for it. Most of the time, you'll just give it to him. Because one, I don't don't know if I want that responsibility. But the Lord wants us to learn. Uh, um, There's a little thing I found from um, Einstein. Many of you have heard of him. He said this, he said, you cannot solve the world's problems with the same level of consciousness that caused the problems. How many times have we sat around trying to figure out what should we do? All right, let's just talk about it. Let's meet about it. And even pray, even our prayers are this realmed prayers. Like we're trying to beg God for something. Man, God, if you would just, we so need this. If you would just reach down and touch, if you would just do it. And how many times do we feel like we have to, the more people praying, the more God will be apt to move. I mean, but you know what? God says, I love you. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is agree with me. And if you do, that agreement is going to bring heaven right into your realm. But see, we've bought into that demonic trading floor that says we have to beg, borrow, and steal. (laughs) To get whatever we need to get. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, and God says, if you'll just hear me, agree with me. He said things are going to happen. And you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. But one of the things that, that the Lord's really been showing me is about brokenness. Brokenness... Is something that we can store up in this realm. But do you know it cannot be stored up in heaven? But there's something amazing about our brokenness. Because people in heaven are not broken. There's no brokenness there. But we see it as a really bad thing because of the trading we've done here. The enemy does not want you to bring your brokenness into the throne of grace. So what he'll tell you is, God doesn't like it. God doesn't like that about you. Man, you better deal with it here before you go into his presence or he's going to make you a crispy critter. (laughs) Be careful, man, what you take in there. 
you know. But God, God says, you know what? Your brokenness is, is it's your currency. It's currency in heaven. He says, in your weakness, my strength is perfected. Because he says, listen, I want to trade you. I want to trade with you because there is no brokenness here. He said, so if you'll bring your brokenness to the throne of grace and you'll trade me for my strength, he said, I will take that brokenness, I will cast it into the sea. He said, and it'll become amazing jewels in this sea of forgetfulness. So we have to not listen to what the enemy says because our, our brokenness, and listen, we all have it. I can tell you right now, I could probably sit down and write a list of places that I'm still broken in. We all have those areas. And you know, I'm, I'm just tired of the enemy telling me that I need to trade in this area with it. I can't tell you how many people have come to me wanting me to take their brokenness and and heal it for them. I can't do it. I can't even heal my own brokenness. But you know what? If we take it to the throne of grace and we just spend time with our daddy there, We just let him have opportunity. You know, I tell him, I'll go in, I'll close my eyes, and I'll just go in and I'll say, Daddy, I'm at your throne of grace right now. I just enter in. And when I first started, I would always just take a step because I said, I'm stepping through the veil. And I know I am not in this realm anymore, but I am at your throne of grace. And, Daddy, I am giving you this broken place in me. And I want you to take it. And, Lord, I want more of your face. I want more of you because, Father, your desire is when I leave this throne of grace, there's less of me. And I'm bringing back, when I step back into this realm, more of you. And I'm releasing you into this area. I'm releasing you into this place. He loves your brokenness. Stop listening to the enemy. Stop listening to the enemy tell you you got to fix it yourself. I'm telling you that is a demonic trading ground. You have no um, ability to get yourself straight. You just don't. Until you take that brokenness to the right place, it's yours. And if you keep it here, it's just going to keep multiplying. The Lord gave, he showed me a picture of a hoarder. I don't know if anybody's ever watched those shows, The Hoarders. Oh, my gosh. He said, that's what my church looks like in this realm. He said, they're hoarding all their brokenness. He said, when it's such amazing currency in heaven. He said, but the problem is they have so many people messing around in their stuff that they don't feel safe. They don't feel, they just don't feel safe. He said, just bring it to me. Most of the time we just don't want to take the time to do it because it really does take time. We we want a formula. 
We want somebody to give us a list of one. If you'll just do this, everything will be good. But that so bypasses that intimate place with him. Because it's in his heart. It's as we listen to his heartbeat. As as we get. I, I heard somebody say one time that we need the milk of our father. They said if you've ever seen a baby after they have gotten their fill of milk. He said they're in a milk coma. You can't, you can't even wake them up. They got stuff just, I mean, they just look drunk. You know what I mean? And we need that with our daddy. We just need that with our daddy. So if you will give me just another couple minutes, I would like, would you like to go to the throne of grace? Let's do that. I'm going to get everybody to stand up. Because I just think that it's important to, to, to when the time comes to take a step. Okay? See, I didn't even look at my notes at all. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I know. All right. What I want you to do, because you know, some of you have, might not have ever done this before. Listen, this is not new age. We were given an imagination so that we could see heaven because everything we do is by faith. How do you think Enoch walked with God? He did it by faith. He did it the same way we have to do it, by faith. And you know, eventually he just stayed in heaven one day. He just didn't come back. I'm doing that. I don't know about you guys. I'm going there. I don't just want to go in my imagination. I want to take my body and soul with me too. And I want to be able to come in and out because I think we can. So what we're going to do is we're just going to, we're going to train our imaginations to listen to Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit wants you to see heaven. He wants you to see. There are so many different places in heaven, so many different rooms he wants to take you to. It is amazing, but we're going to start out because I've asked him if I could take you to the throne of grace. And he said, no, but I'll take them to the throne of grace. So, so I said, perfect. I would rather it be you. So, so he, he has given us permission, and he said that if you can, if you can believe, he'll show you what it looks like. And you know, some it might look the same, but to some it might look different. But we all have our different perspective as to how we see. So I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Father, we're just asking you right now, if you will allow us the privilege to step into the throne of grace. And Father, I thank you that you are going to show each person in their imagination. You're going to give them a picture of what it looks like, what it is to them. And so now I want you to take a step. Just take a step forward. You've just crossed through the veil. You're not in the earthly realm any longer, so the enemy doesn't have any part of what we're doing. You're in the heavenly realm. We're at the throne of grace, and I want you to allow God to give you a picture of it. Now, listen, some of you just see a black screen, but that's okay. He'll show you if you really want to see. All right. Whoa. 
Okay, now there's something that he's putting on your heart right now. Um, maybe a little bit of a broken place within you that he wants you to just just see it in your hand. Hold your hand up. I want you to see it in your hand. Whoa. Okay, now, I just want you to put it down. Put it down there. Now, he's giving you something in return. All right? He's, he's putting something in your hand. It's just for you. It's a, it's a special thing just for you. Now, I want you just to put it in your heart. Just put it in your heart. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Lord, we just leave what we brought. We leave that bit of brokenness at your throne. We just leave it there for you. And Lord, we take that part of you that you gave us. We hold it close to our heart. And Daddy, now we're stepping back into this realm. We're stepping back into this realm. And we have it, Lord. Less of us and more of you. And we just thank you for that, Daddy. We thank you for that, Daddy. It's just that easy, people. It is just that easy. But you know, he wants you to come stay a while next time. He wants to show you things. He's such a proud Daddy. He has things he wants to show you about the amazing place where he's at place where you actually live too because we're in Christ in heavenly places we already live there he just wants us to be more aware of that place where we live too I just want to give you opportunity if you need to to come up and just pray I mean you don't have to come up you can pray right where you're at but if if especially if anybody had trouble seeing something or just wants some prayer to go deeper into that um, I think there's be some prayer people available for that up here I'll be up here um, um, but I tell you God loves you there should never be a doubt in our mind I just want to read one scripture to you that I, I think is so amazingly awesome I tell you I, this this passion translation is like me reading the Bible the first time I mean it is it's amazing but Psalm 100 says this as you serve him be glad and worship him sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. For he is our creator and now we belong to him. We're the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with a password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. Always ready to receive you. 
He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. He is famous for his faithfulness toward us. Everyone knows our God can be trusted. For he keeps his promises to every generation. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Jesus. So just rest in that for a while. Go if you need to go. Come up for prayer if you need to come up for prayer. I love each one of you and I bless you with more heavenly trips in Jesus.